UX Podcast Episode 59. You're listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Per Axboom. Hello and welcome to UX Podcast. You're listening to me, Per Axboom. And me, James Royal Lawson. And we're sitting in a hotel lobby again. <laughs> we are. What happened to us normally recording at Beanton HQ? I don't know. It's like we're getting really busy and trying to squeeze this in all the time. It's You were coming from a meeting yeah. and I had to like walk here briskly and uh, we're off again. We were supposed yeah. to record this at Beanton HQ, actually. We were supposed to. Yeah. True. Mm. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it's really cold out in Sweden now, and it's getting dark, so this is the wrong... Oh, you sound so depressed about it. Yeah, but I I am. really like it. Uh, oh, what? It's great. <laughs> I love it. I, there's kind of crisp, frosty mornings, and, and the fact that mm. we can like we can light candles now, and the, that means the snow's almost here, and we can go skiing, and we can build snowmen and igloos, and oh... Wow, I've never seen you this positive about <laughs> something like that. That's I love I'm winter. I had to stop riding my bike now, so that's why. And I had, great, yeah. I had great fun yesterday as well. I used my leaf lawnmower. Ah, okay. A leaf, a leaf um, vacuum. Leaf vacuum? Mm? Oh, Normally I can't use it as a vacuum. Normally I can only blow leaves with it. Mm. But it was dry enough yesterday, so I could actually suck up the leaves in my garden. Ooh, that's got to be satisfying. I sit there like a crazy, yeah. a crazy man pushing this giant blue mm. vacuum around mm. his grass, sucking up leaves. Nice. So how long did that take? I mean, no, About half an hour, 40 minutes. Okay. And how many leaves? Like how many square meters of leaves? <laughs> oh, God, how many square meters of leaves? I must have done a few hundred square meters. Wow. That must be... That's No... Oh, probably 100 square meters, thinking about it. That must be extreme job satisfaction. I mean, you see yeah. the goal. It mulches them as well. <laughs> That's it. It's not just full leaves. They're yeah. mulched leaves when oh. I put them in the compost. I wish everybody could see James's expression <laughs> while he's explaining this. He's so happy. He's like a small child. We should do a, we should do a, a sister podcast where we talk about gardening. Yeah. And gardening and birds. <laughs> but I, I thought it was a really good segue into like talking about goals. You're seeing ah. the goals of of the leaves and you have to... Suck them all up, and and in one hour you do it, and and, and it's all done, and it, and it's really satisfying. Mm. And uh, what we wanted to talk about today is, you, I think you have the title of the oh, show there. Oh, well, yeah, we did actually mm. come up with a, a, a title, basically. Mm. Um, and if you hold on a second, I was yeah. on the wrong little page. <laughs> um, the curse of producing websites that people don't want. Right. Actually, in the beginning, you said the curse of producing content that people don't want, mm. and I. I, I give it an upgrade. Yeah, you did. And I think that's good because, I mean, in the end, it's about the websites we're producing and how much they suck sometimes. And this, this well, is... I think for, for... Yeah, just to emphasize the, the kind of segment we're talking about here, mm. uh, we're, we deal an awful lot with the, the non-e-commerce sites. We mm. mentioned this before in previous shows. Mm. We, 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 we mainly work with sites that are corporate or governmental yep. um, or... Um, they 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 don't involve a basket on the checkout. Yeah, so large information rich websites. Yeah, and I think we we can say that the the web industry has has, has split these days. Mm. Um, we've got the e commerce world, who are seemingly really very good at setting goals and having 
um, optimization and conversion optimization and making sure that they get money from the products on their website. Right. And then we have the other side of mm. things, which we deal with. Yeah. Where and our side, of course, is more complicated because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's harder to measure. <laughs> I have to say that our side of things is more complicated. I mean, e-commerce has its problems too. Yeah, but, of course it does. But just not as. Mm. But this particular one about um, producing thousands of pages of probably unnecessary content mm. is not one they generally have. Yeah. So you might say this show is born sort of out of a frustration, uh, going to meetings and hearing people talking about the content they're producing, and they you realize that they don't have a clue about what sort of user behavior they're, they're satisfying or user needs they're satisfying with all that content that they're producing. So usually I mean, the way it goes, if you've worked in this business for a while, you come to a company, you help them redesign the website, they buy a new CMS, they go down from 3,000 to 1,500 pages and then you come back in two years again and they're up to 4,000 pages and they realize, oh, this is too much, we need to <laughs> get rid of these pages. And it's, it's really strange how they can realize that they need to get rid of the pages but they don't realize Still, when they're producing the pages. They need to think they more need to, what they're doing. Yeah, need to think about why am I producing this right now. Mm. And uh, I really don't get why people go to meetings. Uh, like It's sort of like, well, the companies you and I work with, they usually have quite large web teams and a team of web editors uh, who produce yeah. the content. And they go to meetings and they decide what content to produce over the coming weeks. Mm. But they're not at all discussing why they're producing that content. And we have a really big, hard time here getting them to realize that each and every piece of content that you're producing has to satisfy a business goal or a user need, something that helps the business reach something, a goal, something that you've set up beforehand. Hmm. Uh, and my, well, my the thing that I've realized is that the people who are working with producing the content aren't realizing how what they do fits into the big picture. And also, going to school, I realized, I mean, I, I worked as, uh, or I studied communication science, so I'm one of these people that actually could probably work as a web editor. I have that type of background. And you learn to trade, you learn how to produce content that actually is something that you change and squeeze and fit into how people uh, think and you know how to meet different target groups' needs. But you don't learn how that actually makes companies make more money or helps them sell more or helps the types of organizations we work with help them actually get better business value from the content in the end. One of the issues there is that in a lot of web teams that I've worked with, there is a number of people working with content. Mm. So whether they're producing the content themselves or their web editors receiving content or orders for content and then pushing it out mm. there. And the number of people who are responsible for the website, so the, the web managers, they're, they're often just one. Right. Um, and in a lot of cases, they're, they're maybe not working full-time with the website because of other things, such as they've got to work with um, internal issues to do with, with, with internal politics to do with the, the digital side of things, mm-hmm. whether it's um, getting buy-in for certain things or budget work or uh, the whole list of, the, of, of non-operative tasks that you, you need to deal with, um, strategic tasks you need to right. deal with. Um, and then in a lot of cases, they're also um, team leader mm-hmm. for the web team. So the, the web manager 
and their yeah. team leader. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a group of six or whatever, just pick your number, um, web editors, yeah. you've got to deal with the personnel issues with them as well as the the, the the strategic issues or whatever mm. internally. Mm. What have you got left to deal with these operative issues and and goal setting and optimization and you know tweaking and you know pushing your site forward gradually? There's not <laughs> much time left at all. It's not much time, but also it's, if it's not in your job description, it may not, very well not be. Mm. The, the question is, why were you even hired to run that website? Mm. Were you hired to? help the business or you hired because there's a website there and it needs content uh, and I think the latter is usually the case People you've, got have, you've got to have someone who the book stops at so someone's got to be responsible for right. the site because mm. everybody has a website so let's get a website and let's mm. get some, somebody to run it and it's like we're stuck in that frame of mind that was like common in, in the late 90s early 2000s but at the same time mm. you've still got product you've got product owners or rather you've got content owners mm. or uh, content area owners um, who are out there in the on the business side of the mm. organization, um, not part of your immediate web team, right? And in many organizations, they have a lot of say and a lot of power. And, and oh yeah, and and that's they, a story they, in itself. It's, they run yeah. over, mm. they they overrule. Mm. Even if you mm. have got a web editor, mm. that's um, good, good, and, and good at writing and, content and for engaged. the web. Oh, mm. and also engaged in in the goal side of things, mm. and is is prepared to put the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, why? Yeah, as well as what and all the mm. rest of them, the little W questions. Um, they might say, mm. "Oh, because I say so." <laughs> True. <laughs> Seen that more. No, I, I was even <laughs> at a client's last week where they said that some of the professionals that were creating these reports that were being published, they had like really clearly said, "You're not allowed to make this easier to understand. You're not allowed to." What? You're not allowed to make it easier no, to understand because they actually said it like that. Yeah, they said it like that. Jesus. <laughs> So, some, in some sense, some sort of work pride in the, the report that they've published, but also that they're afraid that make, dumbing it down, so to speak, would, would, oh. would make it not, well, not official and not the, really the way, thing that they want to say. They want, they want it to become... So, that, so basically, they'd, they'd mm. attached a, a status or a goal to the readability level of the report. Exactly. And that it had to be university-level readability. Yes. Because that's their... Rec- Desired target audience, yes, irrespective of irrespective of, of who any, could have any any further right. any broader goal, right? And they could have so mm. much potential with actually involving more people in this yeah. content and having more people ha- have a say about it and understanding it, mm. and mm. Uh, it's well, it's business mm. uh, recommendations that they're actually putting out there, mm. and so many people can't understand what they're saying because the language is too hard. I mean, we know yeah. one of the one of the slides mm. amongst my collection that I, I showed during seminars mm. and things is just this: why measure? Yeah, and the 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 answer to that is because if we don't measure, we're just guessing, right? And this is what I don't understand: is that you have all these people producing all this content that's not free. No. That costs a lot of money. No. All this all this content that is being produced and the hours being put into it, mm. there is money to be measured here. Mm. You need to measure that value of the time being put in mm. to the value that the content brings back, yeah. and that is possible. Mm. But the thing is about measuring, I've, I've, I've had people retort, well, we do measure. We have a thousand visits a day. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but then mm. how, does, how does that help you mm. know that that page mm. you published mm. then, or those collection of pages, mm. how, do you, how does that help you know if right. those are successful? I know, remember Jerry McGovern telling me what hits stand for. Yes. Yeah. How idiots track success. <laughs> 
And I mean, and, and it's yeah. true. We're stuck in that frame of mind as well. That yeah. that hits in some way. Is, um, I don't know. Communicates value, which it really doesn't in any way. Yeah. Especially the last few years when you realize that oh, we have so many more visitors, and you realize we're realizing well, it's because people have more devices. Same people using different devices. For Stuff example, like that. Yeah. Or it could even be something mm. like I saw this week that there was a, a, a poorly configured server somewhere that was pinging the homepage of a website and was accounting fifty percent of visits. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the uh, visits went up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so people install stuff and they read stuff and they make the wrong conclusions about what they're seeing. Yeah, which is really sad as well, because the, because that that kind of analysis mm. often, in many cases, mm. is, is such a broad general mm. level mm. that you don't go into the details because you don't have any details to go into because right. no one has thought about goals or target audience for a specific piece of content mm. in many many cases. Right. And wh- why is it so hard? I think that's the, I mean, the core of our, what we're talking about here. Why is it so hard for people to realize that they need to set goals for the stuff that they're producing? Does it seem like this big wall that it's really hard to get past it or they feel they don't have the competence to set goals? What's really eating people and h- hindering them from doing this? I think there's two, mm. there's two sides to this. One of them is we've made it too easy to publish. Yes. Which is a good mm. thing. In, in many, many in ways. In one way, yeah. We've, we've, mm. we've mm. enabled uh, oh, a fantastic world of, of, of web here mm. and um, we've revolutionized how you can get content out to people. Mm. It's very, very easy to, to mm. publish. Um, even if you have an awkward, broken CMS, it's still right. pretty easy to publish. Mm. Um, and then the other side of it is mm. time. Mm. You, if you are put into a position where you... Well, if you, if you do sit down and carefully think about some of the things we're talking about is kind of um, who are you talking to? Who, who mm. is this content for? Why are they going to mm. read it? Um, what do you want them mm. to achieve when they read it right. or visit it? Uh, what do they want to achieve mm. when they visit it? These kind of questions. To answer them takes time. Mm. could take sometimes a lot more time than actually producing the content. Right. So if, you, if you're there and you're, I don't know, example, you're, you've got a, a, a mailbox that mm. you monitor as part of your web team mm-hmm. and it plings, it kind of beeps, and the mail comes in, and it says, "Oh, I want you to publish this FAQ." Mm. Ah, yes. and mm. you just kind of oh, then you're expected to get on with doing mm. it. That's and your you, job. And you get yeah. it has to be out tomorrow because tomorrow we've got a pre- we've got a we've got a, mm. um, a, a press meet a meeting with the press, right? Um, and they've got to have this out mm. so we can refer to it. So you don't mm. have any time or choice. You've got to just no, it's true. Get on with publishing. So it all it all always comes back to management, <laughs> I guess. And what your expectations, what mm. your expectations are from the te- team that you're employing to run the website, mm. and if your expectations aren't that they produce something valuable, then suck it. Then okay, mm. so let them do what they do. Yeah. But if you actually expect to get some value from your website, you should be asking them to provide reports of. Well, I love your the the template that you have for for analytics or for setting goals for every piece of content or article mm. you're writing. I mean, that should be requested or expected from the people who are actually working with your website mm. and actually report back. Because mm. uh, what I'm seeing is that people are, the balance between listening to users and producing content for users, that's way off because you're not listening at all. <laughs> you're just producing and producing and producing and there's no listening going on at all. And there's no thinking going on about what you're producing. Mm. But also, of course, you can, you, I mean, you can put those temp- templates out and saying that it's compulsory to actually fill in one of those. <sighs> But people won't do it. But 
You could sort of just put the crosses in all the boxes right. and just say, I've done it. But you have to make them, help them realize that it's going to make their jobs a lot easier. Mm. On the one hand, they're not going to produce 1,000 pages this year. They may only produce 300 pages this year, which would be wonderful. But also, if you plan the content you're, you're producing, actually typing it up mm. is a lot more fun. Mm. When you realize that you have to have the call to action in the end, and you, you think about, okay, so what's the call to action going to be? For, and I'm saying this for every every piece exactly. of article you're writing, yeah. uh, and and you have that like short brief summary in the top, and you realize, okay, so I'm going to guide them to this decision, and that, that's so much more fun. It is because you suddenly mm. then have time to start mm. thinking about the psychology mm. side of things. Yes, is there a pers- mm. persuasion mm. we can bake mm. into this to help us reach the goal? Mm. How can you write a good mm. piece that's persuasive? Mm. If you don't know mm. what you're persuading. Right. And what also, if you, if you put do? this tool in the web editor's hands or whoever's actually producing content, then they actually have something to fall back on when the content owners tell them that just just publish this and uh, the content that, I'm, that I want published has to be exactly the way I wrote it. And the web editors can say, well, no, because we have this guideline that we have to follow mm-hmm. that the content that we put out there has to be valuable. And this is how we... How we actually value or well also though that. I mean if you've managed to if you've managed to set the goal for a individual piece of content, then you can go back to them and say, well, you haven't succeeded, right? Or, oh, or oh, give, that's them, give them feedback and say, well, <laughs> you know, this time <laughs> it, it was <laughs> like this, <laughs> and then maybe you can <laughs> compare it to last time and say, well, you know, last time we did this and because <laughs> we wanted to achieve <laughs> that, <laughs> then you you had a hundred, you know, like eighty six percent. Conversion or whatever yeah. you want to call it. That's perfect. Um, mm. you know, we, we need to, we really need mm. to roll out mm. shopping cart, cart mentality um, in these organizations. Yep. That you're, effectively your page does have a shopping cart mm. at the end of it. Mm. And you've got to work out how many people have put your page in that cart. Exactly. Oh, I like that. And if they, if they aren't, metaphor. Yeah. If, they aren't mm. if they aren't putting in the cart, then you've got to ask yourself, why? Is the product crap? Or, or is there something else? Of, I mean, is, my, is my copy not persuasive enough? Mm. Because another way that these content owners measure value on is how much content they're producing. Mm-hmm. Not just hits, but how Okay, I, I produced 50 articles this year for the website. Yeah. Aren't I doing good? Oh, yeah, you're right. If you're employed as yeah. a, as a, uh, for producing web copy, yeah. then, yeah, you're right. You're, mm. You've... You were expected to spend so many hours producing mm. web coffee. And you're, you compare yourself to the others. Oh, you only produced 20 articles? <laughs> I did 50. Yeah. I'm so much better. The, yeah. the company should value me much more. And you're asking yourself, Jesus, mm. how can the company value a person that produces that much content? <laughs> They've got to be doing something wrong. So it's quite the opposite of actually what they're thinking. Mm. We, we bring up quite a lot during our shows, just the whole immaturity side of things. Yeah, um, it's it's one of the running themes we have <laughs> is, is how, how how young our branch is mm. and and how it's got a long way to go in many aspects and and this is one of the the biggest um, challenges of a maturing industry mm. like ours is of of getting getting something that's so fast moving um, so much more formalised mm. in the way we deal with it um, at the same time as the majority of people in your organisation don't understand, mm. they're not at the same level as you, mm. and they're not going to be at the same level mm. as you, but they need to alter their way of working to respect this digital world that you're mm. advising them in. Right. Because um, every web team is, uh, has an advisory role. Yep. Even if, even mm. if the, the organization is, is using them as a, as a, as a, 
production facility. Mm. You can't get away from the fact that it's it's this gang that are the ones that are the the the, um, the gatekeepers and the people who are managing the website and making sure it all mm. pieces together and sticks together and and fulfills its overall purpose because mm. you've got the you've got the overall vision and purpose for for a website which mm. ties into the overall vision of the company, mm. but when you break it down, as we've recommended and mm. said, you need to have specific goals and focus and understanding for every bit of content. Right. Or banner or yeah. uh, interaction point on the website. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. When I was uh, walking over here thinking about this show, I was thinking about, well, they can do that on their own time. They have to just only produce content because it's fun. And I realized well, that would be like working as a freelancer. But if you actually <laughs> get the freelancer mentality mm. into each and every employee, then they would start thinking about, okay, I'm costing this much. How can I bring enough value to the company so that they keep me employed? Mm. Which would also mean that you'd expect them to actually show more paperwork on what value they're bringing to the table. I mean, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. But at the same time, as we mentioned, with with time, mm-hmm. if you are time pressed, oh yeah, then mm. you're just gonna get mm. you're just gonna get mm. this stuff out. You've mm. you've got fifty emails in this inbox mm. that has to uh, everything has to be published. You're going to just get on with it. You need to just put your head down mm. and get on with it. Also, but yeah, but the, gate, the gateway probably has to be earlier on, though, because mm. you, you're not probably not the person then who has to fill in the temp- template. No. You, you just reply to yeah. that email and say, you have to fill in this template yeah. first as well. That would be the nice way of yes. doing it, yeah. <laughs> but you can see straight away that there's kind of angry conversations that mm. someone's mm. phone, your team leader's mm. web team leader or manager, mm. is, his phone starts ringing because um, you, know, you sent a, f- a template to mm. Charlie mm. when he'd sent content to be published mm. for tomorrow's um, you know, press meeting mm. and you said no you've got to fill in this template first mm. he then gets a phone call saying what do you mean not publishing that's what you meant to do <laughs> just publish it and stop arguing you we don't have time for, I don't have time for, <laughs> for templates you can see how yeah. this is going to be I mean it's, of course yeah it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a change management process mm. to get people to um, oh, accept and acknowledge mm. that it's you know we, we, there is more to this than just Pushing buttons and getting content out there, mm. which more. which means actually that we, as always in UX, you have to find a way for people to think it's more fun. If you put the goals there, mm. the templates have to be <laughs> fun. Well, mm. well, you you know what I mean. It's not that the template has to be fun. But it has <laughs> to be designed in a way that it actually helps you in your work. It's an aid. It's an assistance yeah. rather than something. Oh my God! It's something else that I have to do. And realize that you don't base your value on the amount of content and the number of hits, but actually on something else. And the template can be so easy. Mm. You make it really, really simple in the beginning and then perhaps make it, well, build on it as you go along and realize the value of it. Yeah, that's good Mm. advice. You be pragmatic. Mm. There's there's no point Mm. implementing stuff that's, you know, all Mm. high level and Mm. perfect and all the rest of it if your organization is going to just shrug their shoulders and go meh right but if you can break it down into, into smaller steps mm. or you know or progressively mm. increase like you say start off with something that's achievable mm. that can help you maybe instead of a template with five points on it have something just have one question you, you yeah. reply back with exactly what's the call to action I'm thinking yeah, that yeah what's the next step uh, yeah just exactly yeah. when they get to the end of your article what do you want them to do yeah or what do you want people to do after this mm. page yeah just just simple question like mm. that might be, maybe it's a mm. good first step right um, depending on organization and you could even have uh, like in one of my social media strategy templates like have checkboxes that you just check 
these are some of the most common calls yeah. to actions that we have in this company. Mm. Which one do you want to check? You're right. And there might be enough in the beginning yeah. just to make you, just ha- to have 10 items on there. Exactly. Yeah. Just start the process off mm. because in the beginning it might, mm. might be enough just to highlight that these are the normal um, call right. to actions or next steps we have on web pages. So when they start seeing this regularly, mm-hmm. they'll start to think mm-hmm. about them and you set a process in place of, of thought. Exactly. That's like having type ahead <laughs> functionality well, in a template. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and eventually you get used to what word it's going to suggest first and mm. correct it and put the right <laughs> one in. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's, all, yeah. it's all part of creating a, a oh, and that's a well, one, Yeah, exactly. And it's one way of, as you're saying, it's one way of educating people and yeah. the value of doing it. Oh, so these are the types of goals. Without and you're scaring like, them. Right. That's, yeah. a, that's another mm-hmm. backside mm-hmm. of, it's very easy for us to say, template, mm-hmm. Five six points, mm. wonderful. Mm. Be really hard. Mm. Refuse to publish mm. unless they fill it in. Mm. But you're going to scare people. You're going to you're going to irritate people. You're yep. going to cause conflicts. Mm. Um, so so a, a, a softer process and a more gradual educationally mm. an education based process might yeah work if you think of it more strategically. Mm. And it will give you something to measure and give feedback on. Mm. And you can say that oh my and improve God. on yeah. Fifty percent of the people did what you wanted them to do. Mm. That was excellent. Or it would be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, that, that would be actually. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, mm. oh, the 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 amount of times we mm. can get people to guess less and know more, mm. I'll be happier. Right. How are we doing for time, Poe? I think we're I think about we're finishing off. I think there's... You start, I I had, you start, I you, but you start to think, I could see actually yeah, you were thinking a little bit more than yeah, that. I, I, you I, drifted I, off into I, thought. No, because I, <coughs> I, I was looking forward to the show because there was so much frustration in me yeah. since I had been to a lot of meetings the yeah. past couple of weeks and realized that people don't really care. It's like Some they don't care. Don't. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't. And they think, well, we just keep doing what we're doing because that's what always worked. Mm. And we keep producing this content and... People are happy because that's the, what the yearly survey tells us, but that's only <laughs> responded to by the people who actually care. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, but, but I think we got to some really great conclusions here about having a template, make it simple, give suggestions, because mm. I think that's one of the things that are hindering people. They don't know what, what do you mean with a call to action? What do you mean what the people want to do next? Mm. Give them some examples to check off. Mm. And I, think mm. you can't, I think you mm. can't ask why mm. often enough. And the same goes for not just yeah. when you're producing content. Uh, the same thing mm. when you sit down mm. f- for that meeting where you go through your backlog or your your um, your list of um, um, development points that you want to do for your site. Mm. Uh, when someone wants to change a feature or add a feature, you know, ask them why. Mm. Don't just kind of prioritize it. Right. <laughs> and start thinking about, ooh, we could do this. Oh, yeah, way. we could do this, we could yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, that will make it easy for the editors. Mm. I mean, uh, oh, dig a little deeper. Exactly. Ask yourself what you're going to achieve by doing mm. these changes. Yes. And, and the web will be a better place. Mm. And or your intranets will be a better place. I mean, it's the same. This, this, what we're talking about now applies to intranets mm. as well as websites. Mm. Exactly. And I have this image in my head of actually everyone going around sucking up all these leaves and each leave is a web page that we're sucking up now and and we're, we're getting rid of them <laughs> <laughs> this is our goal and I hope you'll help us do it God, just don't, don't put them all in my compost site it's almost full now <laughs> I filled it yesterday I've got room oh, for the web oh I imagine pressing delete on all those websites and just having them start over <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. I think that's about it uh, okay you're going to go into the cold and no, well, smiling well, well i am we're actually gonna go next on have sushi oh yeah that's right <laughs> some lunch now 
and I'll be whinging about how cold it is and how dark it's going yeah. to become. And um, remember to give us um, some feedback um, on the show. Um, individual shows or the whole show? We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear about what others have encountered in this type of area as well. With Yeah, tell us your stories. Yeah, and how you may have solved it as well. Yeah, because there mm. might be solutions we haven't thought of. <laughs> exactly. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, then. Remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcasts with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX. UX.